Wildey and Tausch with Brian Bulaga as our cousin sub of the day. Cousin subs, we believe better. So, you got a lot going on, right? You got your member guest golf tournament at your club that you're getting ready for. You're hitting the simulator. You're buying yep. land in the middle of nowhere in Florida to become a donkey farmer and an orange grove owner. <laughs> But on top of all that, and you're coaching flag football, you got so much on your plate. And yet, you've also decided to come back to our fair state and go on the tailgate tour all around Wisconsin, which will include, and this is in April, a stop in Tausch and Jesse's town of Sun Prairie. Had you known that Tauschville and Nelsonville Uh-oh. was on the list, would you have still agreed to do this? Yeah, you know, it's uh I would have agreed still, but the I I remember when I was playing, um they asked me once to do it and I said no. I mean when you're playing and it's in and you know it's the off season, you kinda wanna I don't know, enjoy your off season as much as you can before you start up again. And uh, I got asked uh, this year and, you know, since I had never done it, I I wanted to experience it and enjoy it and have fun with it. So um, I'm excited about it. I think it'll be fun. Uh, There's a lot of, you know, guys that I played with that are going. Obviously, Kenny, Elton. I get to talk ball with Walker, which is great. I think that's going to be fun. Yeah, I think that's going to be really fun for me. Uh, so uh, Mike Daniels is going. We'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm sure he's still the same personality as he's always been, so that'll be exciting. Laid back, um, quiet, reserved yeah, is what you yeah, mean that? Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Not not very excitable all the time. You know, that type of personality. And then a person that I haven't seen forever, Alex Green, who was drafted the same year as I was, Um That'll be exciting. I think he was drafted the same year I was, right? Was I think it so? Yeah, same I believe draft? so. Yeah, yeah. So, so that'll be exciting to catch up with him and see what he's been up to. So, um, I'm excited about it. I think it'll be fun. So, uh, even though I'm going to Tausch and Jesseville, so the tailgate tour runs April 9th through the 13th, and as Brian mentioned, Elton Jenkins, Kenny Clark, Rashid Walker, Brian Belaga, Mike Daniels. Alex Green, Mark Murphy will all be on the tour, and it will visit Kenosha, Beloit, Platteville, and Sun so my Prairie brother went to, to school. close it out. What? Yeah. What? My brother, my, He's a my brother went to Yeah, he went to Platteville. He pitched there, played baseball. Yeah. Ooh. We got to get the chip yeah. off walls. All right. Well, uh, we look forward to this. We, we did, once we saw the announcement that A, it was coming to Sun Prairie, and B, you were on it, we started hatching plans. So we need to work on exactly what we're going to do. But you do, you, you've got a lot of responsibilities. Tausch has been on this, he enjoyed it. Uh, but you've got, mm-hmm. you know, you got a lot of stops and you got, you're raising money for charities. So you, yeah. you've got your work cut out. You can't just goof around like you do when you're on this here radio show. You got, you got responsibilities, man. I know. I heard it's a big deal. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like the thing that I always, like, I've heard it's changed 
um, since you know when I was playing, it'd be a lot of autographs and things like that. Mm-hmm. I heard it's it's changed. Um, now it's more you know interaction with kids at school or these pop-up events that we show up to or raising money for charities. So um, I'm excited about that. Cause like, listen, I have no problem signing autographs, but if you just go from stop to stop, sit at a table and sign items, it gets a little, little old. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's really what we're going around the state to do is just sign autographs. Like that's not, that's not really fun. Like being able to interact with people and um, you know, stop at these schools and and you know play a game of kickball with kids or a game of dodgeball and be able to interact with them and let them meet you know packers players that they may never get the opportunity to even go to a practice or a game and and be able to talk with them because i could imagine you know when i was growing up if especially at a young age if like the chicago bears came to my school and just hung out for an hour like that would have been really cool even though like i wasn't a Bears fan, but having NFL players and former NFL players just come hang out at your school for a little bit would have been awesome. Like that's stuff you remember for the rest of your life. So um, I'm excited about it. I think it'll be fun. And like, like I said, it's a good group of guys that are going. Um, obviously I, I played with Kenny and played with Elton, played with Mike Daniels and, and Alex Green. So a lot of guys that um, I played with, which will, which will be fun. We'll get to more of our questions for Brian because you can't wait until he goes on the tailgate tour to ask him. So we'll get to those coming up next. Then we'll do some Woe Nelly as well. want to remind you that the Steinhoffel's President's Day mattress sale is the best time to save big on a new Tempur-Pedic mattress. You can save up to 300 bucks and pay only $46 a month for a queen Tempur-Pedic mattress when you use Steinhoffel's 60-month financing. Plus, save $200 more when you upgrade to an adjustable base set. Tempur-Pedics are designed to make aches and pains a thing of the past by supporting the body as no other mattress can. The President's Day mattress sale. Shop in-store or online at Steinhoffel's.com. Steinhoffel's your mattress destination. We'll get to more of your questions for Blue next. It's Wildey and Tausch. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Missed any of the show? Find us on Wisconsin On Demand wherever you get your podcasts. It's free, it's everywhere, and it's for you. Before you start farming or growing oranges or whatever it is you're going to be doing, uh, and before we ask you more questions, do you have any, is there anything that you wish you were better at than you are? Like, is there something that in your everyday life, 
you're a you're a fantastic football player. You become very good very quickly on the radio. But is there something that a skill that you wish you had that you were better at? Yeah, you know, if it were me thinking like outside the box, like an easy answer would be, I wish I was better at golf. I was I was a, a scratch golfer, but that's not it, um, because. Not being great at golf like keeps me striving to keep doing it, right. keep wanting to do it, and and keep coming back and keep playing. Um, the thing that I wish I was better at, like just being handy, right? Like fixing things, making mm-hmm. things, being able to just do stuff around the house without having to call like a handyman or someone like that, just knowing how to do it, right? Like electrical, plumbing, like. Lance, like all the landscaping work, just like being able to do all that, having the knowledge to just get it done myself. I don't need to call anyone. Like I'll go buy the part and fix it myself. Like I don't have that. Like my dad's like that. Um, Abby's dad, uh, who obviously, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, he passed away a few months ago. Um, He was that way. He could fix anything. Like I said, my dad's that way. So I, you know, I just didn't get that gene passed to me. I don't know why, but like, I, I, I just don't have it. Like, and like, I just don't have it. Like my dad will try to explain stuff. And obviously Kurt, when he was here, he would try to explain stuff to me. And I would just be like, yeah, you're going to have to do it. Cause like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like that doesn't <laughs> make any sense to me. Like, so you can explain it to me as much as you want, but that doesn't mean I'm going to know how to do it. So that would, that would be the one thing like more handy. Yeah, I don't have that gene either. I wish I did. Like Gabe's, Gabe Neitzel's dad, uh, we have an issue with one of the lights in our basement. We've got like this little turf area for the girls for when they're working on soccer or whatever in our basement, mm-hmm. and the lights won't stay on. And he says it's a really simple fix. Well, he's an electrician. So Gabe's dad <laughs> is going to take care of it. I'm like, what? The, the lights keep going off. What do I do? So I do wish yep. I had that. Also, I wish I was a better Photoshopper because I have spent the last hour, every commercial break, trying to put together you, a donkey, and an orange grove, and I finally finished. But Jesse's like, hey, do you want to do the rest of the show? Because I went through the commercial break, and I was still Photoshopping because I'm not good at it. I wish I was because it's yeah. fun if you could do that. I have sort no of thing. idea how to do Yeah, I have no idea how to do that stuff either. Like, that's Abby. Like, she knows how to do that stuff. I have no idea how to, like, crop pictures and, like, I have no clue what I'm doing. Jason, All right, well, that, you're yes, going to have to get get Abby to grade my Photoshopping of putting you and your donkey, who I think you should name Tausch, on your orange grove. Can, can, we, talk, can we talk about this for a minute? Sure. Oh, there we go. What's wrong with that? The donkey's in a suspect place. The donkey is in a suspect Um, place. I would be lying. I would be lying if I said that I didn't align him the way I did on purpose. (laughs) I mean. Between Jesse's questioning and the what trivia this? and this, it's a little. This is this is like kind of turning into an attack show. I mean, my goodness! So, you got Whoa, any questions for Brian? <laughs> I told you I need to get better oh. at photoshopping. <laughs> 
<sighs> I'm going to tweet that's, this out. That's as good a digi only as anything we've done. <laughs> Jesse, oh how about some football questions? Yeah, uh, Dennis and Popper. Brian, it seems to me that offensive linemen and defensive linemen football guys are so well-rounded and smart about the ins and outs of football. He's, this is the Wilde. He's buttering Sucking you up. up. Yeah. Why aren't there more former offensive line and defensive line head coaches? It's actually a really good oh. question. Yeah, it's a good question. And, you know, I don't know. I think, I think the, the, the thought process around the league is that Right, it's a quarterback-driven league, and a lot of guys that have worked with quarterbacks are the ones more suited to be offensive play callers and head coaches because they everything is so built around the quarterback. So he knows how to magic uh, manage the most important position on a team. So he must be able to manage everyone else on the team, and then I, and they have the most knowledge because they help the quarterback run the offense or call the plays or whatnot. So it's just assumed that those guys are the right fit for it. Now, I'm not saying that that's wrong because, like, listen, there's a lot of good coaches that are in the league right now that did are with quarterbacks and things like that. So I'm not saying that that's not true. But I think the O-line coaches, you know, like Andy Reid was an O-line coach, right? If I'm mm-hmm. – if I'm he was, although then he coached tight ends, and then he coached quarterbacks, and then he got a job. Like yeah, and then he got the job. Like, like being your the guy can't be. I would give. I would say. Do you think James Campen, who you know, I think he's sixty-ish by now. So the window yep. in this league where they don't necessarily have an interest in older coaches as head coaches has has closed. But you you tell me that James Campen couldn't have been a head coach in the NFL. I'll fight you no, if you he, try to tell me that. Yeah, he he definitely could have. Because because like the the thing that I think a guy like him would have done because he you know the offensive line those coaches have to deal with the most guys and get the most guys to be on the same page at once, right? Like you have five guys on the field right. all the time. They stay out there, and you have to manage them and all the personalities to get them to work together and on the same page. And it's a tough job. So you're telling me that a guy like James Campen couldn't delegate and coordinate a coaching staff and, you know, get a team to come together to play together and, and you know, work as a team? That, that would, that's crazy. He definitely would be able to do that. And he's been around so long that you know he knows good people to put in the right positions. If, say, he didn't want to call plays or whatever it may be, find a good play caller, find a good defensive coordinator. Like he could do, like, I'm not saying taking a shot at Mike Tomlin, but like, that's what Mike Tomlin does. Like Mm -hmm. Mike Tomlin delegates really well, right? Like he doesn't call plays on offense. I don't think he calls plays on defense. He may do some special teams things, but like he delegates really well. That's why he's been around a long time because he finds good people to put in these positions that, yeah, obviously, lately the offense has been a little bit of a struggle, but you know what I mean? Like, he's right. been around a long time because he's found good people to put in place. And I feel like James Campen could easily do that, and he would be a, a coach that guys would want to play for because he's such a good guy. And he relates to guys so well, and he cares about guys so much that you want to go out there and play for him. So I don't know why those guys don't get as many opportunities, maybe because the thought process, like, 
that they don't know enough about the quarterback play or about the receiver play or the D-line play or, like, they don't have that knowledge. But I can assure you that just because Kyle Shanahan knows how to call plays doesn't mean he knows the ins and outs of O-line play or knows the ins and outs of linebacker play. He he finds the right guys – to make sure that those positions know what they're doing, the right D coordinator, the right linebackers coach, the right offensive line coach, all that. Like you find the people to put in those positions to make it work. And that's, that's the way I and like, I would hope that moral line coaches get opportunities, but it just doesn't happen that way. And D line coaches, it just doesn't work out that way. Mm, it doesn't. Uh, Jesse, you got another one for Brian? I do. One last one here from Don and Mayville, although this is more uh, argumentative. It's like Tausch is here asking a question. Uh-oh. Brian, oh. you said the Packers are okay at center yesterday. I think they need competition at center. Otherwise, Zach Tom could be forced to move there due to injury or poor play. They need a player to play center or multiple line positions. Your response? Yes. Listen, like, I, I do think they're okay at center. And, you know, that's okay that they do bring in competition to push Myers. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with competition. Um, I think that's good. I think that makes guys play better and and push themselves. I just don't think you're going to bring in a center that's going to push Myers to the point of replacing him. I just don't, especially in the last year of his deal, Mm -hmm. because he's going to be motivated, right? Like guys on contract years normally end up playing really well because they're extra motivated and they're focused and they're dialed in. Does that mean you should pay him or not? I don't know. I'm not a GM, but normally guys in contract years play really well. Uh, that's just my experience sure. with it. Yep. Um, and absolutely no, a million percent no, would you ever move Zach Tom to center. You would not move your best pass blocker to center where he would not be pass blocking anybody. I, and like Tausch, I know Tausch agrees with me on it, and anyone that – I mean, maybe some guards wouldn't agree with me on it, but anyone that knows O-line play understands that the premium on tackles is so high that if you have a good one, you don't move him. You don't mess with his position. You don't kick a guy that could be a fantastic 10-year, 12-year, all-pro, Pro Pro Bowl-type player in the center that plays tackle. You just don't do it because they're so hard to find that why would you mess with that position, right? Once you find a tackle – you leave him out there, and you let him go to work. Now, whether you move him to the left or the right, that's up to the player and the coach mm-hmm. and whatever. But, like, you don't start moving tackles around because you think center is a weak position. Like, that, that never do that. But I have no problem bringing in some competition for Myers to push him because if they don't resign him, you want a guy in-house that you can just slot right in the following year. And I'm good with that. Like, I'm fine with that. But you're not going to waste a high pick doing that you're not gonna go spend five million dollars a year on a replacement or a backup center so it's going to be a late round pick or a a free agent that on a low deal that comes in as you know backup for the guard positions and that can play center that will be there for depth and to push these guys a little bit but it's zach tom definitely not an option I, i mean goody may say he's a five position player that's really nice that's really cool but you're not putting your tackle at guard or at center. If we get to any more questions, we will do them during Woe Nelly, which is next. It's Wilde and Tausch. 
This is Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Sponsored by American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at amfam.com. Session with Brian Bulaga, his donkey, and his new orange groves in the middle of Florida, and photoshopping them all together continues. Now the now the donkey's standing behind you. Is this better? I, I, I I've upgraded the quality. Jesse will switch we, it out on the video feed. Are, we're committed to this one. I think. <laughs> I mean, I Jesse for some reason has a V for vendetta against me today. I don't know what it is, but hey, I didn't make the uh, graphic. I just I post what Jason sends to me. I just sent you an updated graphic. A protruding donkey is what it is. (laughs) He has an updated graphic. I see it in the text chain. You know, you can this this just shows that you're very spiteful today. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I did. I mean what did I do? I mean I'd like to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one's better. No, we'll get that. <laughs> Thank you. We'll get that one. I'm working very hard over here. Time now for Woe Nelly. If the topic is good, the guys discuss. Just the other morning, I had breakfast at Tracy Rocker's house. His mama brought out 15 flapjacks. He said, Mama, take back five of them flapjacks. I gotta stay hungry for the Crimson Tide. But if it's not, the show must go on. It's time for Woe Nelly on Wildey and Tausch. Happy birthday, Jason Wildy. I know there exactly what you're about to read. <laughs> uh, Tausch has chimed in. From his vacation. I feel fantastic. <laughs> we don't know where he is. I hope he's having a great time. Tausch uh, retweeting the Wildy and Tausch video stream today. Happy 55th to my oldest radio buddy in the biz. Congratulations, Jason Wildy, and hope you have a great day. That's uh, that's very kind of Tausch, but Jason, I'm, I'm not an expert. I don't know exactly how old you are, but I don't think you're 55. No, he's not only is he overestimating my age, but his oldest radio buddy in the biz is Homer. Like, his history with Homer on the radio goes back way farther than me, and Homer is way older than me. So, uh, again, the sentiments are nice. Uh, I appreciate him taking the time out of his busy vacation schedule to send a tweet. Not that he couldn't, like, you know, text me or anything. Uh, But I appreciate the thoughtfulness. Erroneous information, though it may be, I will accept it. So thank you. Is it better to not get a birthday wish from somebody or to get a birthday wish on the wrong day or have the wrong age associated with yeah, it? I, I think I'd rather just not get one at all. Yeah. I, th- I mean, if someone sends you a birthday text way after your birthday, I mean, what's the point of getting that? <laughs> hey, by the way, happy birthday last week. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. And if you'd have gone the other direction, hey, happy 46th. To my old radio buddy, fine. Overestimating yeah. my age, eh, not, not as big of a fan. Whoa, Nelly. Little so, shot, yeah, little shot. Whoa, Nelly! I, I, oh, I can't put myself on camera. I forgot I'm not working today. Uh, 
So what is going on I'm, with the video? I'm really bad at wishing people birthdays. <laughs> yeah, we established uh, that earlier on the show. As we, we established we, today. So even some of my closest friends, like a lot of times I get my birthday information from uh, Facebook where you have to put in your birthday when you sign up with an account so everybody knows when your birthday is and it notifies you when all your friends' birthdays are. I don't often check that until like later at night. So usually I would imagine around 9 or 10 p.m. I'm one of the last people when I do see it to send people a happy birthday text. So does that make me look bad if it's even the next day or like you were saying, like, hey, happy birthday. Sorry, I missed it yesterday. Is that worse than just not sending anything and be like, oh, I forgot it was your birthday. Like, happy birthday. I saw I'm it, okay. but it was too late. I'm okay with one day, Brian, aren't you? You're okay with a belated one day late. Yeah, if it's if it's a day, that's fine. It's It gets, you know, but I would say a day late in the morning, not at night, because then it just makes you think, oh, man. He just saw everyone posting on my Facebook wall, happy birthday. He just realized it, and now he's sending me a text. So, like, if you do it early on that day after, then I think it's fine. But if you wait till the end of the day, the day after, then, you know, you get that text. Like, he he totally forgot it. He just saw people post it on Facebook and send me this text. Mm -hmm. Whoa, Nelly! That's me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, all I'm going to say is do not anticipate on March 21st a text message from Jesse Nelson wishing you a happy birthday. I, I, I will not anticipate, especially after the way today's show went, I will not anticipate a happy birthday text. You'll get as many on time birthday wishes from me as Iowa scored points in their final two games of the season. Whoa, Nelly! There we go. Still on it. Still on it. That's uh, all right. We got Tausch's thoughts on this the other day, but, you know, obviously a lot happening in Kansas City yesterday, you know, outside of the celebration. Um, earlier in the day on the New Heights podcast, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, they Travis Kelsey did apologize for his, I don't know if you want to call it an outburst or aggressive approach to talking to Andy Reid uh, during the Super Assault. Bowl. Uh, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty in there. Uh, Brian, so Tao shared his thoughts on it the other day. What were your thoughts when you saw Travis Kelsey getting after Andy Reid a little bit during during the Super Bowl? Yeah, I didn't like it at all. It's a bad look. Um, I'm okay with passion. I'm okay with you know getting fired up, but like one almost knocking the guy over is ridiculous and then two screaming in his face as close as you can possibly get is probably not the way to approach it i mean andy reed is a great football coach i would you know demands respect from not only you know us talking about him but from his players as well and that was just a, a lack of respect that was shown there like i would never in a million years do that to any coach of mine simply because I respect them to not get in their face like that and scream at them. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl, regular season, no matter what, like it's just, it, 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 it's a bad look. And there's nothing that Travis Kelsey could have done. You know, he, he could have just approached him like a normal conversation and talked to him. Didn't have to almost knock him over and scream in his face about being on the field for a fumble. Like yeah. it just doesn't make any sense to me. I, and it's just a bad look, and I don't like it. And, you know, Andy Reid did a good job of covering for him, essentially saying, like, oh, he caught me 
off balance or whatever he said and, and yep. brushed it under the rug. But like, it's not a good look. I just, I mean, it's to me, it's just it, there was no need for it. No need for it. I, I just, I, and by the way, put take Travis Kelsey's name out and insert another player's name in. I think there were a couple of different players that made this comment I saw on social media, but like whether you're AJ Brown or. Uh, uh, Antonio Brown, like there are plenty of players that if they did this, like what if Jair oh, yeah. Alexander had done this to Matt Lafleur? Oh, it would have been. I mean, it would have been unbelievably so polarized, and the attention would be crazy. He'd probably be kicked off. Like it would, it would just be right? nuts, right? It would be crazy. It'd be absolutely crazy. Um, everyone would be calling for him to to be suspended even longer or cut or whatever it might be. And, you know, what what the answer is going to be from people, the response is, well, he's not a two-time Super Bowl champion and a Hall of Famer. It doesn't matter if you're that. If you're that, you should even be held to a higher standard that you shouldn't be doing that to coaches, and let alone Andy Reid, right? Like, I think Andy Reid has earned the respect to not have a player scream in his face, like, at a minimum, right? Like, Come on, like it just and and someone on Twitter was getting after me about it. Claims he was a Packer fan. Like maybe if you would have done that to Mike McCarthy, you guys would have won more Super Bowls. I'm like, oh yeah, that would have done it. That that would have that would have won us more Super mm. Bowls if I screamed in Mike McCarthy's face a couple more times. Yeah, that that would have that would have gotten it done. Yep. Very sure. very no, very frustrating. No, yeah. that would have probably let out to a brawl on the sideline between a coach and a player. Like, hey, just... we, we saw we saw Aaron and Mike go, get after each other on the sideline in Cincinnati, I want to say, yep. maybe 2012-ish, uh, where that – and that was a that was a scene. That was a problem. That was not good. Uh, and that was yeah. just ver- verbally, and B.J. Raji, like, stepped in between them. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I don't think that would have been helpful. By the way, this goes back to Evan's point earlier. Like, Mike McCarthy takes a lot of guff. Like, if you're a Packers fan, I understand you're disappointed that the 14-team lost in the NFC Championship game when it should have been in the Super Bowl and some other missed opportunities during his tenure. But, my goodness, to suggest that a player – especially of your ilk, Brian, who accomplished as much as you have, um, should have gotten in Mike McCarthy's face like that, and that would have been helpful? Uh, yeah. I don't see it. It makes no sense. Not see no. it. And nice, very nice, Jesse. Very Jesse, nice. did you do uh, that you know, one? Uh, no, this one comes courtesy of... Also says ears up, happy birthday, Jason. Oh, thanks. That's very kind. All right, that's uh, that's enough for Woe Nelly. Uh, Brian and I and Tausch are all out tomorrow. So in our stead in this window, you will get Rutledge and Hamilton as your cousin subs of the day. So Brian yeah. and I will bid farewell next. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and sponsored by American Family Insurance. Uh, Old T giving me a hard time uh, notwithstanding. Um, 
before I say this, uh, I want to make it very clear. He's he's fantastic, and we miss him when he's not here. Just like we miss Jesse when he's not here. That said, wow. No, we do, we do not as much. <laughs> I mean, there's not an equivalency there on how much we miss Tausch versus how much we miss you. But we are really lucky, and and I'm not here to blow sunshine up your purple hoodie uh, or put you <laughs> directly behind a donkey, uh, but. <laughs> we are really lucky to have you, man, and I'm so glad that you have joined our team. I know that your schedule is shifting a little bit here. I'm going to get to talk to you still on Mondays now on the Homer Hour when you're on then, which I look forward to. But, man, I love it when you fill in, and we're really lucky to have you. Uh, you know, we, We've been known to have to beg on occasion for Cousin Subs when Tausch is out, and you stepped into the breach, and we're so happy that you did it. Thanks for these two days, buddy. You've been great. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. I always have a blast doing it, even though Jesse kind of got after me today a little bit. I um, I, yeah, I still had a blast, and I enjoyed doing it. I think this is a really fun show, so anytime I can help out, I'm more than willing. Well, we will uh, start working on our live remote from the Bulaga family, Orange Grove, (laughs) and Donkey Farm. Uh, Tomorrow it'll be Rutledge and Hamilton taking over Wilde and Tausch. So if you don't get to hear them regularly, if you're a Milwaukee listener, uh, they are on every weekday in Madison from 4 to 6, but you'll be able to get them from 9 to noon tomorrow. Thanks to everyone who joined us all week long. But most importantly, thanks to Brian and thanks to Jesse for all of his efforts. Happy birthday, well. Jason! Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's it for us. Have a great weekend or a great Friday since we won't be here. Have a great day. Take care. Be good.